You've arrived at the right place at the right time because, my gosh, it's Fumble Through! Fumble Through! A podcast that really does need more hours in the day. That's right, guys. As per usual, I am totally unprepared for this week. So I'm going to do something that seemed to work for me a few eps ago and throw to Brett. Brett, do the stuff. Go. Uh... <laughs> I, I wasn't listening to any of that. <laughs> he said something about owls. We in are the recording, day. is what I know. Yeah, everything's coming through loud and clear. I've got all the signals. Everything's checked. Yeah, podcast brought to you by a digital multi-track and sure microphones. Okay, is a podcast? Did you do that? Okay. Podcast brought to you? No. Oh. Well, sure, but can I just ask you a question? These are not sure microphones. A podcast brought to you by Rode Microphones. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, can I say, Luke, you did this so much better when I threw it to you. Oh, the yeah. oh really? Okay. Yeah. I've, got, yeah. I've got a bit going on at the beginning of a show, checking that we don't have to start again because I hit record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that explains his writing of lists. Fumble through. That's all I, I listen for that bit and yep. then- and then you switch off until the game starts. No, and then someone says beer, and then I'm back in. Oh, okay. Well, there's a <laughs> we thing you got to throw to people and stuff. Like you got to ask Lindsay. You got to insult him and then throw to him. Speaking of people who've recently been back in, Lindsay, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Actually, I, I don't think we're doing Twitter anymore. Are we we follow us on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and soon to be TikTok. Soon to be TikTok. I mean, it's as the there. entire world Sorry. moves away from TikTok, we're leaning in. Why are we? Why is the world moving away from TikTok? <laughs> Just government agencies have decided well, it's no good. Done that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's, yeah it's definitely thing, not Twitter. No, Twitter's kind of gone downhill. Probably TikTok. By the but top. Luke's also Luke's not allowed on TikTok. Oh. No, no, no. That's a choice. It's not. I'm not allowed. That's a personal choice. Um, I've spoken to your wife. You're not allowed on TikTok. Just because you go into a hole, like it, but Luke's no, doesn't can, listen no, to the show anyway. Now I just watch short shorts on on YouTube, which is essentially the same thing, just a few yeah. months behind. Me. Yeah, <laughs> but when you when you go to the bathroom and it takes five hours, and your wife gets a roll of uh, of twer- like, what do they call the things on TikTok? A tox to send to our. <laughs> Toilet tox. To- toilet- full of a tox. To- yeah, toilet tox. <laughs> I'm not watching TikTok on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, nice use of alliteration, though. <laughs> toilet tox. So, what is the, the, new, the new thing then? What? We there is no new thing. There is no new thing. No it's new just new the old thing. things are going out. Ask right. ChatGPT. She'll tell you. All right. Our Lord well, and um, I still like Instagram. More than anything, that's right. Yeah, I prefer Instagram. I'm a visual person, though. So I think it's just working really well for us. I think Facebook is a staple and kind of is a baseline and useful. Um, Twitter did nothing for us, and I'm pleased to see that bird go, go, go. Because <laughs> do you know what I found really funny though when Twitter started to go? Is all the Dungeons and Dragons podcasts that mm. we were like following. Mm. Suddenly turned to porn, and I don't know what. What day? Yeah, I don't know what the robot mechanism was. You know, oh, it's, first it's it's D and D one. Just reactivating my Twitter account. Hang on a sec. <laughs> I, I don't know what the what the mechanism change was, but it was kind of like, hey, look, all these new 
empty channels to take over and that something was just- Yeah, I thought that 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 was how things went and then they changed it. Like, I thought that was the beginning of everything and then it gets flooded with porn at the very beginning and then they're like, oh, it's gone too far. It's gone too far. Ban it all. Ban it all. Ban all content. But, yeah, I don't- I'm really lazy with Instagram. I have all these cool things that I'm doing and I just forget to take photos of them. Ah, yes. Classic. Well, we're pretty regular, like Luke on the toilet. I am, every, actually. Very every regular. day but Friday we post definitely, and then Fridays we post probably, and never on the weekend because I'm too busy. Sometimes we post other things, but I don't know. I don't. I used to post photos a lot. You, you guys have a really solid fumble through Instagram account. I've got the business account that I take care of. <laughs> it, it delivers our core business quite well. I, every- I haven't posted anything on my Insta- uh, fumble through Instagram. Instagram for quite a while. I keep buying toys with the idea that I'm going to go back yeah. to toy photography. I started making some pillars for a new Indiana Jones toy that I got mm. because near me there's a house that's been knocked down. There's rubble everywhere. It just looks great. But I don't know. Who knows? Well, Who knows what, what, what I've enjoyed on Instagram is growing our audience by creating videos and, and audio content that they can hear grabs of the show. Every day of the week, depending on I what do we're love You have been working hard on some stuff, Brett. <laughs> do you see? Hold on. <laughs> of all the things we've talked about, <laughs> sorry, you heard hard on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's when you throw to Lindsay. Speaking of hard ons. See, that was that was that moment. All right. All right. Speaking of uh Someone who's backed, did I say backdoor, backed in something <laughs> for Lindsay? What? We what? have a sticky date stout <laughs> for oh, the fumble It's brew. been a while since I've had a sticky date. Um, just go really, to the, guys, come on. Go that to was the, gold. That was gold. Go to the gym with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Bad Shepherd Sticky Date Stout. Um, Justin actually brought this one into the- uh, into Look, the household. I, I like saw I saw Sticky nice. Date and I was like, oh, I'm there. We so, haven't had a stout for a while. We and haven't. I thought the weather's nice and cool. Yeah. It's, it's the Middle perfect- Middle winter. It's the stout weather. Yep. We've got beanies on again. Let, let me read you the can. Everybody's in a t-shirt except for Luke and Lindsay, the yeah, two people like- who have Danish and English blood. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Creamy and full-bodied with rich, indulgent butterscotch caramel tones. Ooh, Just a creamy. hint of vanilla. Oh. This is not privileged at all. This is not your average stout. Sweet dreams are made of these. Oh, oh, I disagree. disagree. <laughs> um, 6.5%, 1.8 standard drinks in the can. Um, a, lo- a nice little um, design on the can too. I, a- I want to talk about the logo because that's going to be yeah. my thing. I have no idea what it is. I was about to say the same thing. It, uh- it looks like a karma on a chain maybe. Oh, it does have a sickle and a tendency towards some kind of Russian hieroglyph, I would think. I've also get a bit of tone of bull out of there. Is it? Okay. Is it? Because it's bad bad shepherd. shepherd, So it's a shepherd's crook. A shepherd's crook. crook. And a a scythe. And it's making a a sheep's head. Yeah. A ram. Yeah. Oh, I mean, from- it made perfect sense to me when I uh, when I read it, the company and stuff. I was trying to link it to Sticky Date, but that would be stupid. Yeah, wouldn't I was it? trying to do that too because <laughs> that's not the company's logo. That's the beer. If you're only going to put this one beer out, then that would make sense. I didn't but- say I'm going to do the logo as well. It's just I'm going to do the logos. Well, what logos for what? I'm going to talk about the logos on the can. Oh, right. Because I don't know shit about beer. 
Wonder where Brad. I'm Brad, pretty sure this isn't beer. I'm pretty sure this is um stout. Yeah, it is. This That's is a stout. Said that several Co- times, Lindsay. Coke good, with, good job. Coke with um chocolate milk on top. This is the uh, Coke with ice cream. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. so this, this one comes from Victoria. This one. Sticky Ooh. Vicky, you might say. So I just had oh, to I'm missing the trick here. I almost go. <laughs> We're all busy. I I just was taking a photo as we do to put on our Instagram page, and I have this. I have this stout in front. I usually use like a black pencil case that I got from as a present that says all my D and D shit. But it's so black that the stout blended in, and I had to move it away. Get it to smile. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, that's it. I'm not doing any more today. Cool. No, my next line was going to be put it in front of the white ball, and I was expecting Ooh. somebody to make some quip about that. But All anyway. right. for those people that are listening that actually enjoy the part where we taste this, very sweet. It's got a very. I just had a coffee, so maybe that was the wrong yeah. thing to do just before. But for that person that's listening that enjoys this part of the podcast, hey Frank, it is. It it's certainly it's delicious. not a, it's not bitter. It, there is a sweetness to it. You're right, though. It's delicious. Mm. I love with a stout, there's this tingle on the ba- sides and the back of your tongue that happens. That's where the effervescence kind of kicks in for me. And this one's got that. I don't know if it's off, but that's what it's doing. <laughs> is, there a, is there a cinnamon in there? Is there a, a hint of- I'm not sure she delivered it. Oh. I'm not sure if I like it yet. I'm not a big caramel fan. What are you expecting to like it? You're not a big caramel fan. Sorry, no. I am flawed. Who doesn't like caramel? Me right. for, for, the, for our fans in the US, caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Who you you don't like caramel at all? Nope, at all. Like the idea of a chocolate caramel, chocolate I a caramel sundae. It, it nope. sounds pretty definitive, no. Justin. I don't, the more you explore, I think the answer to this very occasionally, no, Justin. I like salted caramel chocolate things. What about a caramello but koala? Don't like them. What about the new caramel chocolate that's out? I haven't tried it. Oh, it's but probably won't delicious. like. Delicious. <laughs> oh, do you so like white soft chocolate? caramel, hard caramel, a little no, bit, neither. but not. Not loads of it. Do I you like, like dark chocolate more? I love white- dark chocolate. Okay. Dark chocolate or white chocolate, Luke? Yes. <laughs> as long as it's smiling. As long as it's cho- <laughs> <laughs> chocolate all the way. What about you, Brett? Depends I, on the mood. I, I prefer dark. Yeah. Ah. Uh, depends on the mood, though. I mean, like sometimes I want like a 90% cocoa dark Ooh, chocolate. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. Uh, Obviously, I won't be eating much of that because that that's far too rich for my blood to be able to go through a whole bar. Mm. And certainly if I want to pace myself, that's what I'll eat. Mm. But, it's it's um, far too rich for your blood to pass through the small gap in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Log it up. He's got a heart? I had a friend. The other uh, thing I don't think I, I'm not sure about is the how tightly fizzy it is. I don't know how else to say that. But it like, is tightly. You are tight, right. That's like tightly actually, fizzy. That's actually a really good description. That's what made it so bubbly. It is very tightly fizzy. Like, I like don't that. encourage him. I like it. No, I think he's right. I'm, yeah. you're the odd man out here, Luke. What's yeah, going I'm on? I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm always the odd so, man. Right? By tightly fizzy, it's got a sharp fizz and then it disappears. Right? Is that it's what you're real, talking it's about? It's really it's yeah, effervescent. It's, yeah. And that's what's like, that's the thing that hit me on the back of the tongue and the sides of the tongue was like, the tightly fizzy. Yeah, that same thing when I have when I that's eat. Brett's rapper name, tightly fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when you have um <laughs> DJ. Yeah, what can we call tightly fizzy? From a jacuzzi. <laughs> it's like when you have a, in the jacuzzi. a lifesaver or whatever it is on your tongue. Yeah, oh yeah, and it yeah, fizzes. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's right. I should, I should go on, like, proper beer shows. 
<laughs> How very dare you? Well, you'll be the one that puts it in layman's terms. Right? <laughs> totally fizzing links. <laughs> so I've had a lot of time to think about it, and I've come up with a dicey question. Okay. By a lot of time, I mean the last 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking today about stories in my life that I share but I have embellished, that there's stories that I've told that have grown over time that have become their own story in kind of fiction. Any good story is 70% truth and 30% embellishment. Yeah. Right? So I'm asking you guys to tell me one of those stories today. Oh, fuck. I'd Ooh, like you to think of a story that happened to you and tell it with those embellishments. Now, I'll go first so you can think about stuff. Um, and you may, at the end of it, unpack the bits that are not quite true if you feel like it, but I'm not going to do that. When I was in high school, we lived in an area and there was a lot of building work going on. So Bullshit! <laughs> You never went to high school. <laughs> Best 12 years of my life, I think. Um, and we would ride our push bikes through these building estates and, you know, people, there'd be jumps and there'd be, you know, you know, riding through those new estates, there was always something cool to ride your bike through. And I was out riding with my elder brother and my good friend, Neil. My bike was, I'd had it since I was um, three, back in the 1880s. It was a... Everyone else had nice BMXs, and I had this shit little look like a dragster. It, you know, no, it was a dragster. Well, it was a dragster. It had the fold back seats. Yeah. It had the big fucking arms. Yeah, all but, you didn't have were the tassels that came off it. But I would have been maybe fourteen. Isn't that a chopper, Sorry. maybe a chopper. Yeah, I would what have been is this? fourteen, and it was sized for an eight-year-old. So <laughs> it was true. very, 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 very small. Sized for an eight-year-old because I was sized for a twelve-year-old. Yeah. I'm just picturing the Goonies. When uh -huh. he's the uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Very similar, very yeah. similar, very similar. So we're out riding, big brother, friend, me. We see we're riding through this, you know, kind of bush on one side and we're ahead of us is this kind of nice mound of dirt and you think, oh, there's a good jump. My brother's up on a little hill and he tells me and my good friend to jump that. That's a really good jump. My good friend goes hell for leather on his BMX to this hill about two metres beforehand, slams on the brake and skids up to the hill and says, turns around and says, don't go, I want to go first. At which point I went, fuck you, I'm taking this jump. <laughs> and I went hell for leather. At about halfway up that ramp, I notice that there's about a one-storey drop into a very, very, very small <laughs> creek on the other side <laughs> of that <laughs> hill. And I went over it. Oh, I went over it. And then I landed in oh, an inch of water <laughs> and stood up and my bike was broken in half <laughs> and I had a massive, massive cut on my forehead. <laughs> At which point, my best friend, I turned around, my best friend was laughing. My brother was laughing. And then they both looked at each other and went, oh, fuck. I jumped on my good friend's bike and rode home, um, and our house had back stairs up to a balcony out the back, and Justin was sitting there with my mother eating Christmas cake. Now, Justin's not a fan of Christmas cake. He's also not a fan of blood. <laughs> and I run up the back stairs with blood piercing down my face. It was like the fucking shining. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Justin's like, you know, and I've just written, oh, may- maybe a kilometre to get home with blood pissing down. My friend still tells me to this day I never could get that blood out of my front um, fender on my bike. Um, Justin almost vomits. Mum piles me in the car. We go to the doctor and the doctor's sitting there going, tuk, 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 packing on my skull. Going, and a couple of centimetres, uh, like a half a centimetre more and this would have gone into your brain. You'd be gone by now. Um, but Jeez. and you know I've still got what I call my circumcision scar, which is on my forehead, um, from that experience, and that is my slightly, ever so slightly embellished story. I've got some embellishments. Oh yeah. Okay. First, you say you fell into an inch of water. It's funnier if you say so. I fell into an inch of water, but landed on the one sharp rock. <laughs> Because you did, your, and your bike went into three parts, because I was part of the rescue crew of that bike. <laughs> yep. It was in three distinct parts yep. that we looked at, we went, why are we even fishing this out uh-huh. of this fucking creek? Uh-huh. It wasn't worth it's it. It's not even going it, it to- It was get- a solid death. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, it was a junk design for motorbikes. Because they used was to it? in the bushland, they used to have motorbike tracks there, did. and the motorbikes would come over the jump and jump over the top of the creek. Oh, was there another man on the other side yes, of the creek? Yes, it was oh. a motorbike jump. There so, was a whole motorbike track oh. that you idiots were on that you hadn't recognised. Well, if I had gone faster, I would have made that <laughs> in your chopper. <laughs> It was a real evil Knievel moment. It that was. One. It was more like- if, if I hadn't braked like half like halfway up that mound, I chucked the brakes on. Now it wasn't hand brakes; it was the pedal backward brakes. Oh, right? okay, yeah. So the back wheel would have skidded. It would have kept my back wheel on the on the mound as I went down, and then the front wheel would have landed hard, snapped, and I went in. It was, it was like, fun. I imagine Fonzie jumping a shark tank. A uh, shark tank. Three guys saying, <laughs> yeah. "No, I'm not funny you." Yeah. One's Donald Trump. Yeah. Crikey. How's that for a story? Yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That's a tough one to follow. Well, I've had 10 seconds to think about it. So, anyone else got a story from their childhood that they tell? No, I don't really. I swear I hear these stories from, like, my dad and all that kind of stuff. And I go, I didn't even get, like, half that leniency <laughs> when I was, like, a kid. Like, Do you I, get up to mischief? You're not a mischief maker. Not much. Pussy. It was all stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all my stuff was kind of like, it's not impressive stuff. It was like um, I changed the school's how to open word to run GTA. Hang on. That kind of stuff. But that's pretty cool. But it's not really an interesting story to tell. But that's what the embellishments are for. (laughs) The embellishments what make it inter- interesting. Yeah, from from mundane. My, my to story was there was a, a lump of dirt and I jumped over it and I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I failed a jump. I don't know how you embellish that story. I, I have one. Did you have to sneak into the lab to do it? Like how no. did how does this go about? How do you do this? Tell us the story of how you did this. I had done all my classwork and I was bored. And. <laughs> So GTA you, was already on the computer. How did you hack into the computer? Were you on the school network? Were you? This, this is. Were you in a school in room? It was like, just one room with computers in it. And did you have to like <laughs> solder things? No. <laughs> did you wear bra on your head? There is there is one story which <laughs> I kind of embellish a little bit from back when this was after school and I used to play WoW a lot. Yeah. And I used to be in a really top WoW guild. Mm. 
And is that the embellishment? No, no, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty up there. Um, but I was one of the first druids to hit level sixty in World of Warcraft on this server, anyway. And um, I was in there because they always got druid gear, and they never really had anyone to pick it up. So I was in there doing raids with this group, and shortly found out that one of the leaders was Marcioka, which is hero from Heroes. Oh wow! So. Um, he was- Hiro Nakamura. Yeah. He was one of the guys that was- He was the Time Lord. <laughs> 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 oh, dudes. For those of you at home, we'll give you five seconds to say your Ubisu, and then we'll move on. Oh, my dude. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. That was a moment. Luke had that moment. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I like I was a part of it. <laughs> yeah, um, basically we used to do some raids and stuff like that. And um, shortly after that, I got kicked from the guild because I missed I, I missed a run of an instance because our house was getting fumigated. <laughs> oh, so that's a shit drawed of you anyway, right? Yeah, should be able to get rid of those pests from your house exactly. without fumigation. But um, yeah, that that was my story of. So they just boot you from the guild. Yeah, probably should have found out of the house was getting fumigated before, you know. Or let them know. Yeah, and then let how them many know. people are in a guild? You need forty to run these dungeons back in the day. Forty people in one server. Forty people through. in a single dungeon, and you all had to talk on Discord an and stuff. It was pretty. Back in the day, it was quite. Rating was quite a, a achievement to do. Leroy yeah. Jenkins. Yeah, right. Okay. That wasn't a raid. That was just a 10-man. Oh. Yeah. 10-man, mate. 10-man. If you want to embellish that, Lindsay, when you say, I was one of the first druids, you say, I was one of the first druids in the world. <laughs> well, that was the embellishment. Oh, I don't think I was one of the first druids. Oh, okay. I, was, I was the first druid well, I knew me. that got 60. You had me. But I, I, there was pro- I, I don't know what. Number I was. I was the first druid I knew that was first level, so, you know. <laughs> I usually embellish him, him to be a bit of a jerk, but he's a nice guy. Okay. Well, see, I feel like that's the embellishment. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on, you're druid or well, he, no hero Nakamura? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to offend him in case he ever comes on the podcast. <laughs> he's not coming on the podcast. Okay. We'll invite him, yeah. and then five seconds before he comes on, we're going to kick him. Nice. Kick him out of the game. <laughs> so there was, a, there was, a, there, his there was another incident with him before. Where oh, oh hi. Yeah, here, this here. is where here it goes. Here we go. So, <laughs> turns See, out I feel like you're telling this story perfectly. Turns out all his character names, and we didn't I didn't realize this until many years later, were anagrams of his actual name. So his oh. real his name is Marcioka, and his main character was Kemiosa, which is just an anagram of his name. Yeah. And we didn't realize it earlier, but when we were um, in the guild, yeah. some like little pleb kept annoying me and a mate of mine and his name was like Okisama or something like that. We didn't know he was part of the guild. He never said anything. He just kept being a real like, help me with this, help me. And he just kept harassing us and right. we basically um, went, okay, and then just kept take, took him into the dungeon and got him killed a few times. And that was how one of my mates got kicked from the guild previous to me getting kicked for the other thing. But it was because he never told us he was in the guild. Uh, oh, so you he think was... he uh, he reaped bloody vengeance? No, I don't think he, he did it on me for that. But it was just, that was just, if he had explained himself, I don't know if it was because English wasn't his first language or whatever. Right. But 
that was kind of funny as well when we figured that out afterwards. Would one of the anagrams of his name perhaps be Yelbizzle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can put the shoehorn back. <laughs> It was the long pause. <laughs> what about you, Luke? Got a story? Oh, I don't know. I mean, when you say childhood, how far back? Anyway, yesterday. Oh, like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The beauty about them being embellished is no one knows if they're really true or not. So you can say, when that day I met Patrick Stewart, I polished his head. <laughs> Thank you for saying head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Justin, you go. Well, I was on a camping trip. Oh, see, now I was going to do a story like this. And I was there. We were at the Glasshouse Mountains. It's not the camping trip you think. Oh, okay. I was at the Glasshouse Mountains. I was there with my father, an elderly uh, friend of, of ours that we'd sort of grown up with, who was a, who was a very statesmanly educator he was a teacher for a very long time taught english he was a very proper man the kind of guy that would wear a hat and a suit and a tie to places that you wouldn't expect you know those kind of people like camping well yes so they we had we had decided that we were going to go on this thing brett was there um and we we decided to go to a to a place because we wanted to climb the glasshouse mountains so we wanted to go climb mount tipragargan i believe it was um and there's a couple of other mountains like Gun Gun and stuff up there. So we went and stayed in this caravan park. There was a beautiful vista of a caravan park, a shit caravan park. Like the caravan <laughs> park was was like the going into the beginning of the last Starfighter and seeing oh, that caravan was. park. It really it was. was. Nice. It was kind of without the down. computer game. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was trees. Well, there was one tennis court that had a puddle uh-huh, in the middle of uh-huh. it, so uh-huh. you knew it was good. But the the whole point of camping as a young person was the two things you do when you get, get when you go camping, you get a pocket knife and you get matches. Mm. And I had a match, my butt, Brett's face. But what I thought was really cool at the time was if you take a match and you take a matchbox and you put the match on top standing up so that the match <laughs> head is on the little striking part and you flick it. The match flies in the air and you can see this beautiful like rocketing flame go through. And I had a whole box of matches. So I was just walking around outside and I am flicking a box of matches through the air. Let me just look at the statute of declarations on bushfires. (laughs) (laughs) Until um, there was a pine tree. Now, it was- not wet, even though the uh, tennis court had a puddle in the middle of it. That's what she said. The rest, the rest of it was bone dry. So this match hit the pine tree, and the pine tree started to catch on fire. Oh, jeez! So th- this is the moment where I swap sides of this tale because Brett Brett does tell this tale quite well, but I'm going to tell your side of this. Okay. So from the description that was told to me. My, the rest of the people that were there, my dad, the elderly gentlemen with, that were with, Brett, they're all sitting there sharing a cup of tea, having a chat, talking quite well. Justin runs into the caravan, fills up a glass of water, <laughs> runs back out again. <laughs> two minutes later, oh, two seconds later, Justin runs back in, fills up another glass of water, runs back out again. He then does this 
three or four times before it finally twigs, what the fuck is going on? He's not just thirsty. (laughs) At which time Brett walks out of the the caravan to look at me panicking near a fiery tree that is is starting to actually take at this point in time. Yeah, it's blossoming. (laughs) It's not smouldering. And I'm throwing glasses of water (laughs) at something water can't reach. From a cup, and nor is there enough of it going, to which Brett, in his infinite wisdom, picks up a nearby hose, turns it on, and squirts the tree. <laughs> Can I- How old are you in this? Oh. Eight, nine, ten? <laughs> no, I was older was than older that. that? No, I was about 13. Four, kind of four, yeah. Yeah, as it, was, it was late high school, late primary, oh, yeah, was early high school. High school. Yeah, yeah, high school. Because right, I was kind of picturing as your son's ages. No. <laughs> No, no, you didn't get, no, po- you didn't get matches until you were in high school. Yeah, I think- No, I think I was still in primary school. Remember, I got everything before you guys that's got true, it because true, you, there's true. a big age difference, mm. so there was no rules. That's why I'm so well-rounded. Mm. I want it now! I'm pretty sure Brett's more <laughs> rounded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well played, sir. Well done, yeah. Why? So, that's my uh, slightly embellished story. That was just I set fire to a tree and then tried to put it out with a glass of water. I have one correction. Uh-huh. It's now Gungan. <laughs> Gunga. Oh, Misa got a claim to mountains. <laughs> oh, no. No, sir. That's the same trip that that elderly gentleman late at night didn't stop talking and then asked me, Brett, are you asleep? And I said, yes. And he believed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Yeah. All right, Luke, go. Oh. Okay, so- there are some people at work that have been desperate to hear this story and I've been putting it off um, until towards the end of the year. Oh, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> um, in my um, early 20s, uh, after returning from university, I'd had a bit, I would say maybe I had a bit of a drinking problem. I won't lie. Did you have um, a night guy? <laughs> I did have a night guy. Yeah. He quite often was day guy as well at that particular <laughs> point in my life. Um, You're not allowed to say day guy. He was just guy. <laughs> So um, I would go regularly out to our uh, local drinking um, amenities in Chivin Sobrey, the old high street. So lots of really beautiful pubs, pubs that are about 400, 500 years old, mm. stone built, mm. just gorgeous. Um, and uh, drink um, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. Uh, and then walk home. No, so that's not whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, a, that's a long weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we would walk home usually. We'd grab something to eat on the way back. And there's always like, you know, um, where we would walk from, which was the high street, we'd come down into the, uh, the nearing town, which is called Yates. And there'd be a car park, in, uh, which is um, part of Tesco. So basically- Tesco's Coles. a shopping chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there'd be like this place called Tiffany and Tomatoes, which was this kebab van there and oh. burgers and all that sort of stuff. And we would always get something on the way back from there. Uh, and chow that down on the way. So this is in the winter, so it's cold. And on, in retrospect now, um, I didn't realise it at the time, but I used to suffer from really, really bad IBS. So we would be walking... IBS? Irritable Brett syndrome. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's all the kebab. Um, <laughs> so we were walking back, and um, I had a bit of, a, a, of an episode where oh. I needed to go to the toilet. <laughs> Oh, chili sauce uh, issue. Yeah. So um, in my panic, trying to find somewhere where I could, Deuce. you know, do what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, and essentially, um, there wasn't anywhere. 
So I ended up having to prop myself up against the wall on somebody's driveway <laughs> and aggressively evacuated my bowel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, someone's driving. Someone's driving. How far away yeah, are you talking on. from a front door? From a front a, door, probably around about six meters. So if, any, if anyone wants to get away Instagram, you'll see on Smash tags the term <laughs> aggressively evacuated. Um, and, and the thing was, I was um, obviously I after shedding several pounds, I um, <laughs> needed to tie myself not, up. Not in cash. Yes, that's right. Yes, um, <clears throat> I'd liquidated the assets. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, and obviously I needed, needed something to wipe. So I ended up having to rip up my t-shirt to then. But you would my, have had a jacket. I had a jacket a, on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I ended up cleaning myself up and then, um, and then walked the rest of the way home, throwing the tatters of my <laughs> t-shirt into a bin. Um, only with the, um, the thought of some poor person <laughs> going out to the driveway in four degrees with a frozen puddle of the result of my evening. Oh, the Johnnies have been here again. Which is why Nycron shits on everything. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I described this story to some other colleagues at work um, and described this T-shirt because I actually love this T-shirt. It was gifted to me by somebody at, at university. Um, and uh, uh, one of my colleagues uh, last Christmas bought me a shirt that is almost identical to the very shirt that I actually oh, destroyed in the making. Did it say like Choxical on it? No, no, no. But yeah, Chockwich. Chockwich. Mm. Um, so, it, I'm interested in. There is not a single bit of embellishment in that. Story. I'm interested in. <laughs> that is exactly blow for blow what happened. And, and I don't mind if this is where the embellishment happens. I'm interested in the physics of. Leaning up against a wall. Mm. I, mm. So you know and, that exercise evacuation. I don't know. There's a name for it. The the exercise. A wall sit. Oh. A wall sit. I did a wall sit, which is what they do to punish people. Mm. I have a question. Uh, and and you, there was so lots you, of me that got punished on that. You thing. Like, <laughs> it wasn't just the sitting and, portion. It's that the sounds like abs yeah. and thighs at the same time. Splash I worry about. Yeah. Yeah. My, my question is right. Why did you have to do it in, next to someone's house? Was uh, because we were walking through a housing estate at the time. Why can't you just do it in the street? Or like what, what, a lawn. There, there, there were there were street lights on the lawn. Yeah. No, no, this isn't How Australia. Because yeah. <laughs> it was what cold. Like anywhere would no. have been better. I think, I think you're missing the beginning of the story where he's been drinking for four days straight. <laughs> yeah. What, what what happened? There were rear approach houses, and I'd gone. Sorry, down they were what? Rear approach housing. <laughs> so I'd gone down the street. What? <laughs> I'd gone down this street in the hope of finding somewhere that was a little less conspicuous. And then the time that it took me to try and find that, it was like, oh it was no. Too late. It's happening right now. I'm turtling. What am I going to do? So like my biggest fear at that point was obviously somebody was going to come out and go, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, I am literally urinating out of my rectum. Yeah. So that scene from Bridesmaids where she runs out in the wedding dress into the street going, it's yeah, happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. It was exactly like that. I'm right. just thinking of all the times I've been in England and most of them have like little tiny front walls before you get anywhere near the houses. Yeah. Where have you been? England. Yeah, where in England? Lots of places. <laughs> London, Yorkshire. Where, where, where the walls are. Yeah. Posh I wonder places. if those poor people walked out the next morning and they're like, that's a really terrible Banksy. <laughs> if, uh, well, the thing was... I'm worried about is how big it spread before it froze. <laughs> yeah, so, <you> <laughs> so they walk out <laughs> of the city and slip. Yeah. Ooh, ice skating across a... And, yeah. and I'm <sighs> assuming this is a... 
pretty small village, right? Uh, Yates is a small place. So yeah. the story would have travelled. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody <laughs> would admit it, let, that they had. How many okay. people know that were with you while this I'm was taking place? Other person. Okay. I'm wondering if the story even came back to you. I'm going to check, search for the newspapers. <laughs> The Phantom Shit. <laughs> they exist. What year was this? They exist. Oh. No, wait, don't say that. Don't say it because you've already said the place. Yeah, yeah. true. Don't say the, true. the year. Don't narrow it okay, down. Just send me the year. <laughs> I'm going to try and find Yeah, I'll get a picture. Give me a ballpark. I was about 22. Okay. 23. So you- to Hang 20 on. years ago, actually. <laughs> Hang on a second. You were a scientist at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. You knew no, what an I was emulsification a, I was un- un- emulsion I was, yeah, was. true, actually, yeah. I was an unemployed ex-student, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's thanks, a per- perfect segue. <laughs> Into the shit that we're in. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sticky date. So, I, oh, it certainly ended that way. <laughs> so, I've been- My uh, daughter has been teething- a lot lately, so it's uh, better be a fucking haiku. I've been um, up a lot in the middle of the night rocking a baby, so I had a have a fairly long intro that I wrote. <laughs> Luke just what? lost, Luke just <laughs> lost it. I'm rocking the baby. You looked at me. You said rocking the baby. I, was like, oh. I looked at you, and then you looked. Oh, I don't understand oh, you guys sometimes. I think he's thinking rocking the baby is a euphemism for masturbating. <laughs> Uh, Some of your best work happens when you're rocking the baby, right? <laughs> anyway, it's like a little baby's arm holding it up. <laughs> they wanted to call him Tangles. All I'm saying is I've wrote a fairly long intro. Power okay, three, good. Power three. Recap. Power three. Yeah. So, Classic Lindsay. Chapter 24, The Stone and the Sword. It was a particularly crisp morning as our heroes woke in the woodland manse and dew still lingered on the leaves of the overgrown building. The burden of leadership lay heavy on JR's shoulders, making his small size seem even more diminutive under the stress. The town was counting on him to find a solution to this dragon problem, but so far all he has done is fail at escorting people to a safety and is no closer to finding a way to deal with this dragon. This is not the way it goes in the storybooks. There is always some sort of convenient plot point to ancient weapons or powerful magic, but this is real life and no such luck will be had. Suddenly, a kerfuffle is heard from the bushes nearby. As they investigate, they see a magnificent Palomino centaur fighting with another orc boar-shaped shifter. Meradius charges at the centaur's aid with a sound like a landslide and quickly disengages the orc's head from its shoulders. Thank you, mighty heroes, says the centaur. As a reward, I'll tell you of a magical sword in a nearby barrow that will slay dragons. Dot, dot, dot. Nice. Love the throwback to kerfuffle. Nice. I love the kerfuffle throwback too. I mean, Justin powered through last episode yeah. as we were chucking all those synonyms out. Absolutely bombarded him. <laughs> yeah. So you guys find yourself uh, traveling. You have been given a map from a scroll that the uh, centaur gave you, and you have started on your way, moving what you think might be around 40 miles away. It's not close, but it is north of the Neverwinter. 40 miles is like, what, 10 days travel? Two days. Okay. Yeah. If you walk in. So you are- you are <laughs> Fuck off. You are moving- You are moving- I got 40 now. Well, someone's going to have to carry cute. me because otherwise I'm going to be walking slow. Better than 25 or over here. 25. <laughs> but- you, can, you can travel roughly about 24 miles in a day. I'm 25 on foot, but that's because I go around in circles pecking yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but you could carry me and we get there half the time. I could. Hmm. <laughs> Fine. Three days it is. <laughs> can you roll me a percentile dice, please, Brett? Get me dice. Other blah, blah. Brett, can you do the intro? Fucking fuck, fuck. 46. 46. The weather is cool, but fine. Cool, man. There's a northerly coming in from the uh, from the <laughs> Gold Toes Mountain. Why lines. do you pull a green screen out when you start? <laughs> and I think you'll find there's a high coming over the mountains right fucking, here. From it's a deep how, depression how, and descending down. around the table. Yeah, chances of rain. <laughs> chance of rain. Chances of rain coming out of my eyes. <laughs> And you guys find yourselves moving through the wilderness. The first day passes very uneventfully, except I need to know who is leading this expedition. Who is going to be using their prowess of woodmanship to lead you in the correct direction? Oh, that would obviously be uh, J.R. Lockwood. Okay, J.R. What kind of um, skill do you have with this? Um, survival? Yeah, that'll do it. 20. 20? Twenty. Uh, hang on. Adjusted. Uh, twenty-two. Oh, sorry, twenty-one. Hang on. I'm working out my 16, new proficiency bonus. Twelve. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's number one. Sorry. No, it is twenty adjusted. Twenty I adjusted. I forgot. I've already done that. Twenty mm adjusted. Moves you into a beautiful place. That that night, you find a nice uh, a nice campsite that you think is it's quite picturesque. You can see the uh, open skies above you, the stars shining. Perhaps a dragon flying over the head top that gives you enough cover so the weather is not inclement, but also uh, you sleep uneventfully as a long rest takes pause. We're hitting the button anyway. Cool. Mm -hmm. Next day. Luke, percentile dice. 30. It is also another glorious day. It is blue skies. You can see the snow-top mountains in the uh, openings of the uh, Neverwinter Forest as you move to the northeast, northwest, sorry, of Phandalin. You eventually arrive at a very strange place. A 30-foot high hill rises ahead of you. The top seems way too flat to be a natural occurrence. Just jutting from the grassy hilltop, you can see a row of 10-foot-tall, bone-white rocks that arc towards the stormy sky like outstretched talons. Mummy. It's not stormy. It just sounded nicer. Well, embellishments yeah. in the game. So, like, pointed, pointed rocks. Um, like, you know, the Asterix and Obelisk rocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like those. Just 10 foot high. You know, they're called Obelisks, right? I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I wanted- a, An Obelisk can also be a big flat rock like in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Men so, there are many different types of well, obelisks. What you did was you asterisks next to the Obelisks. Yeah, but because they had pointy tops on the, on the front. Yeah, like Luke's frozen poopies. Oh, no, there was no points. <laughs> it was all flat. It felt very harsh, though. Um, yeah, so you can see that on top of here, there is a, uh, there is, uh, a some of these rocks. Should we um, investigate these oh. unusual outcroppings? Yes, well, I, I would imagine this would be some sort of marker for the barrow, but let's uh, be cautious. Uh, they, he did say it was probably cursed of some kind and 
You know, in all the stories, barriers are full, filled with undead creatures of... Oh. Can Nycrin do a little flyover? Have a look. Yeah, what, you can you can take it to the skies. Take Wish you would tell sky. us before he did that, yeah. but whatever. He's his own bird. Just make a wisdom check for me. Wisdom? Mm. Mm. What's one of them? An insight check. Oh, you, you want me. to do an in- insight? Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Lycan hasn't woken up fully yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so his wisdom, he's rolled a, a five. A five mm. on an insight check. Insight check, yes. With a, That's with a plus three modifier. Okay, wow. My so D20 you, rolls are just as good as they were last time. Yeah, you fly around, you see a, a very grassy type of uh, plane, but this weird kind of plateaued mound it spreads it's almost like it's it's a four it's got four points to it or four edges like a cross almost a weird weird wonky cross though okay uh so i'll fly back fly back down and relay this information to the party mm. yeah there are seven of those rocks almost in a weirdly straightish line should we um investigate Any- yeah anybody else got any idea what that might be Sorry, I just have looked up the significant amount of um, phantom poopers in Bristol. <laughs> There's quite a lot to go through. <laughs> Apparently, it's a place to poop in public in Bristol. <laughs> Shit town. <laughs> in Bristol, but there we go. He's in Yates. Yeah, which is part of Bristol, right? North, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I think we'll just approach and- uh, what time of day is it? Morning, isn't it? As you've been sort of, it's it's more in the afternoon because oh, okay. you spent okay. a full day of travel to get here. Let's try and get some, like, to, so from height, there's nothing remarkable here. Uh, not that I could see. Okay. Uh, save for what I've already told you. Well, as we as we know, our barrow is an underground place where they bury the dead. So oh. you'd imagine there wouldn't be much to see from the top, I imagine. Maybe an entrance way somewhere up there, but we mm. might need to look for mm. that. Let's go up and check it out then. Indeed. Let's go. I guess you're on foot this time, Birdie. Am what? I? Am I? Can I not fly back up? If you want. I yeah, mean, if I, you yeah, want. Yeah. yeah, it's 30 foot high. Yeah. Off I go. Yep. So you fly again onto the top. See you on the other side. <laughs> Your companions can walk up. Like it's it's not too hard. There is a gradual kind of mound to it, but the top is quite flat for an extended period of time, which is quite odd. Um, as you get to the top, Maradius and hmm. Jr. Can you also give me an insight check? Maradius got a thirteen. Mm-hmm. Nineteen for Jr. Oh, yeah, okay. both of you notice something quite. Uh, unique about the mm. mound. You're kind of walking around. You're looking at the stones. You kind of start looking left and right, and you kind of look to the uh, to the front. You know how I described it as a cross shape. Mm. The front's a lot shorter. Like there's a, it's a bit short. And then you look to the sides. You're like, oh, that could be a wing, and that could be a wing, and that could be the tail of a dragon, <gasps> a mighty worm, and these stones. Are each the spine of the dragon oh. put it down? Have we so the barrow, found the dragon. The or? barrow is in the shape of oh. a dragon, and they're believe. definitely stones. It's not bones, right? No, they're definitely stones. Well, he was a f- renowned dragon killer. Was, so obviously they've done this to um, honor him. It, yes, quite the honor it is. Yeah, it did. 
I don't know how Bird Brain missed that from upstairs. <laughs> Uh-huh. Look at all these seeds remember, on the floor. Yeah, remember his eyes are on the sides of his head. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so you guys uh, start looking around the mound. Are so, you doing anything else at all? Well, can I cast Detect Magic? You certainly can. So I was going to go, there's only, as far as I'm aware, for dragons, there's only an entrance and exit point. So I'm going to go to the entrance point. You mm-hmm. tell the stories. You should know. So you start heading towards the rear end? No, that's the oh. exit point. Okay. Doctor, doctor. That's not that kind of dragon. My rear entrance is sore. Well, it will be if you keep calling it an entrance. Um, you move to the where you think the head of the dragon would be. It's just a mound, oh. a flat mound. There's no discernible entrance. It's just a grassy mound like all the others. It has a tapered side that goes from 30 foot to 20 foot to 10 foot in a in a, almost a 45 degree. Can I find can I see the head? It, it it's it's just a mound in the shape of a dragon. Oh. Like imagine imagine a big earthen kind of mound that somebody sort of approximated gotcha. the shape of a dragon, like big outstretched wings. Like imagine imagine gotcha. the shadow of a dragon flying over. Yep. This is and then they just raised parts of it. Gotcha. Yeah. So maybe at one point it was a little more affixed or decorated like a dragon. But remember, this is years and it's gone out of memory, so it's quite overgrown and stuff around here as well. Uh, do I ping anything with my detect magic? 30-foot range. Uh, no. Well, do you land? Because if not, you'd, you'd just be getting the top layer of soil. Well, I said, yeah, see so you up there. So I'd gone up, yeah. I'd flown, oh, up, right. flown up to where yeah. you are. No, nothing Nothing pings magical other than your compatriots and whatever okay. magic you and So that goes for them. 10 minutes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Marty's is going to start checking out the rocks, um, mm-hmm. making sure, like, you know, doing an inspection on each of the spines, mm-hmm. but also communing with the rocks as he would. Um, if there's anything special about them, he'll touch them and try and take on their uh, properties as, as he does when he reaches, finds new stone. Okay. Just make a perception check for me. Oh, hello. 17. You move around these rocks, you, you know, as you're, as you're rubbing your hands weirdly over them uh, and taking mm. on some of their mm. discernible patterns. They're quite white. Are they? Yeah, they've, they've, they've been, uh, what's it, starched bleached. white. Bleached. that's the word I was looking for. Bleached white in the sun and, and where they are, mm. open, exposed to the elements and stuff. And you see one of them, the one that's the third from where the head is, where JR's sort of poking around. Mm. You're like, oh, this is- Quite strange. I don't believe that this is actually embedded into the floor like the rest of it. It kind of mm. you get the idea it might be some type of a plug or <laughs> an like some kind of you know some door or a yeah right. J- Jr. Yes, I have been leafing through your books. Oh yes, yeah. Normally these plugs happen at the other end. Oh, <laughs> dumb ways to die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one doesn't look quite so secure. Oh, do you want to try giving it a push or a pull? Oh, oh damn. Radius is going to, with all of his strength, try and push the, remove the plug. Okay. Give me a strength check. An athletics check, if you will. Time to drain the swamp. 24 for the strong man. Finally, something a barbarian's good at. Radius's muscle strain and buckle 
as the stone begins to move and he topples the stone over, revealing a small hole in the ground and a two foot wide spiral staircase with flagstone steps that descend descend approximately 30 feet downwards for those great down in the grain into a barrow lovely (laughs) even from where you are the uncovering of this there's a a smell to it it's got that kind of an earthen smell of stale air and like you know something that hasn't been disturbed for a very very long time imagine like going into an underground place it's damp it's it, there's dirt exposed to it. Dank, I think, is the word. Yeah. Dank. Dank. This has not been opened for some time. We are one of the first to have explored in here. We should do so with respect and honour. But de- be on your guard. Is my detect magic pinning anything at the moment? No, nothing. Uh, Meredius. Yes, sir. Before we go down here. Yes, sir. Would you like to wear this amulet? Uh I always like something pretty from you, but tell me, why would I? This is that clockwork amulet that I don't think we ever gave to anyone from a while ago. That basically in several in a d20 allows you to take a 10. Oh. On any attack roll. Mechanically, I- that means nothing to me in, in character, but <laughs> um, it sounds it okay. Takes- just mm. once. Once just a once. day. So it allows you, to take a- allows you to take a 10 just once on, a, on, a, on, on attack an attack roll. roll yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. I just thought it might help. It's not magical, though, right? It's just clockwork. It's just gears, right? Just yes. Re- just regular. Yes, it's just gears powered by something that I do not know. Excellent. Much like your abilities, it's just music, right? Yes. You hear a faint ticking and whirring noises coming from inside. Ah, uh, clockwork. I understand. Yes. Uh, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, when you make an attack roll while wearing the amulet, you can forego rolling the d20 to get a 10 on the die. Once used, this property can, can't be used again until the next dawn. The beautiful thing about D&D Beyond is it has it in there, and I have added it to my inventory. He said beautiful D&D. I did? It's a wondrous item. It is a wondrous item, and just a wonder that I have is who's leading this foray down the stairs? Maradius will start heading down. He doesn't so mind So who goes next? I'm just going to light a torch, first of all. He's not going to go stupidly. This thing was hidden. He's going to check for traps and mm-hmm. go carefully. I'll, I'll go behind Maradius because I've got to detect magic, but I am not happy about being underground. Okay. And you, and then JR, who lights a torch for visibility and stuff. Mm. Just a, an idea. Dark vision, Maradius? No. Dark vision. I don't see colour. Nicro. <laughs> no. And no. dark vision. Jr. I'm trying to look at that, but no, I don't think so. Okay, so you didn't know it went down thirty foot till the torch was lit, um, and then that gives gave you an idea, and you start descending um, downwards, down, 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 a very finicky stone spiral staircase. You can see slowly checking. Checking, checking. Yeah, you can see the the earthen uh, walls of this place is what kind of emanates that smell. As they're they're just sort of compacted earth on the outside. They're not walls as you as you would. There, somebody has put stones into the floor as you get down, and as you get down, it is total darkness from here. But what you do see from this little uh, from this little area 
is a circular a, a tunnel that comes out sort of a circular chamber so imagine a, a circular staircase that goes down oh yeah opens out to a ring road around what would be like you came from the inside of the so circular the staircase are in the middle. And then around it is a road. Oh. That road has many, many offshoots. One, two, three, four, five, six um, coming off it. One to the, if we, if we go by the clock or the very north, um, there's one at 12 o'clock. There's one at three o'clock. There's one at, what's that one there? Five. Five o'clock. <laughs> there's one at six o'clock. Then the and then the three and five. There's one on the other side of those that look very similar. But the first thing that you do notice is while it is pitch black in here, and you kind of circle around this little ring road, looking just exploring this little moment. And I want to clarify something on my light. Mm -hmm. I do not have a torch. Okay. I have candles. So I have like a wee willy winky candle holder. So I only do bright light for five feet and then dim light for excellent an extra. 10 okay, feet. so it just got a, a lot more fucking crazy. In is there here. a reason you don't want a torch? I just don't have them on my. Meredith is going to turn to you and go, "That is ridiculous." Here, take this torch. <laughs> okay, good because you couldn't even see each other with that kind of light. You were concealed from each other, but. What you do notice is a different type of light, a golden kind of uh, an alluring light emanates from the other side of the ring road from where you can't see. So you're on one side of the ring and you can see some light sort of flickering from the other side. What are you going to do? Is my detect magic still- are we, no, It is, and you have pinged nothing. Nothing. Okay. We will investigate the source of light. Meredith doesn't mind um, creeping ahead as noisily as he can. Um, I will follow with you. Keep- Keeping the middle of you both with the torch up hell high okay. as I can. So I'm at the back. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's, just need to be there so fine. you guys can yeah. see. No, and then I, would, I would have been more hesitant to go even further. Yeah. So, so you move around the ring road to the south, the direct south tunnel, and you can see a light that shoots around. And, and as you go down that tunnel, as the light disappears, there's sort of a dog leg. So you can't see where you can see not the source of the light, but you can see the light from the, uh, from the sides as it, it looks like it's moved down that tunnel. So- Flickers of light and yeah, shows. Yeah, but you can't see because the tunnel's not straight. It kind of S-bends or sort of goes. It's Remember, these are all kind of earthen tunnels, so Can they're I check not for exactly tracks? straight. Uh, tracks? Yeah. Yep. That'd be uh, 23 on a survival check. Nice. That's what you need. No, nice. you can't see any ideas of tracks. It's stones that have been sort of pounded into the, it's the ground. It's dirt down here. It's, it's stone. It, well, the okay. ground, somebody's like put like- Steps oh, like stones into oh, yeah, there, okay. like you know, like stepping stone, cobblestones. Yeah. Um, but the walls are dirt. dirt. Okay, okay. I'm gonna draw my rapier. Can I make a knowledge check on barrows and story? Being a famous author and all that, some sort of knowledge check on stories I've heard about barrows or what I find in barrows. Your and all that is equal to yada, yada, yada. I don't know that there's a knowledge. Like, you've you've heard the tales of barrows. You you know that a barrow is a burial ground. You've heard the ideas of hauntings. Like, you don't even have to roll well, for that. There's not there's not enough I know, out but there I'm trying that to figure out a barrow would have this creature guarding it. There, some stories tell tales of mausoleums with centaurs and minotaurs. Well- Player knowledge knows who this is. 
and I'm wanting what's what this is, and I'm wanting JR to know what this is. Mm-hmm. You have no indication of knowing what there's. There's absolutely nothing that your character has seen that would give you an idea of what this would be. Floating for, lights and under you haven't area. seen anything. You haven't seen mm. the source of the light yet. Mm. Okay, Marinus is gonna. Do you reckon this light then is leading us to our magical doom? <laughs> I. I don't trust a creature that doesn't say hello. Obviously, it would have seen us like it, we saw it. Um, true, true. And it knows the lay of the land down here. If it's been down here for some time. Well, that's why I, I got Sir Pokington out. I'm not super ah. happy about this either, but. I'm going to pull out my shield, my new shield. It, it's it got plus two on it. It's got a two on it. Just and then I'm going to also pull out the rod. That we got the extendable rod. Oh, no, a collapsible pole. It, no, no, it's a collapsible pole. Oh, where did you get the collapsible rod from? We, it's a pole, collapsible pole. Yep. Pole of collapsing. Yep. And, okay. and we grabbed it from somewhere. And I'm oh, it's from s- the gnomes, I think, actually. Yeah, something like that. Going there. I'm going to start just checking the floor, checking the walls, mm-hmm. making sure where there's no traps around this place. Yep. I'm you worried, start moving about down the, into, the corridor and, and, just And to- looking down the for arrow slits and, yep. Yep. And you start moving uh, down the corridor. It isn't too long. You probably move about uh, 15 feet before the dog leg kind of evens itself out and you can see an opening at the end of the tunnel. Um, The opening has a room beyond it, but more importantly than that, in the opening, you can see a floating light. Now, this is where Lindsay's uh, player knowledge comes into play, because as the first time that you see a floating light just in the sky, there's actually three of them sort of just weaving around each other um, into in the sky, just at the, the edge of this room. You can make a knowledge check, please. Arcana. If you can figure out what these are. No, it would be religion, please. What? It's not a spell? Mm. Uh, is 10 minutes elapsed? No. Okay. How far back are you? It's a 12 on a religion. Uh, I'm pretty close. So I wouldn't have okay. been left behind because I'm trying to stay next to the light source, Into which the light. is what, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyone else do a religion check? Religion. Uh, 14 on a religion check. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Yeah. None of you know what this creature is. It's a creature. So, yeah, well, all this moving light source. It kind of looks like a large kind of floating glow bug in the sky um, that's just at the end, edge of this uh, opening into the next room. And there's a room behind it. Yeah, very much so. Do they seem to have noticed, these creatures noticed that we're there? They're just sort of hovering there. It's almost, if, if you had to give floating balls of light uh, some kind of personality, it's almost as if they're warily checking you out. They kind of duck around the corner and they poke their head out a little bit and then they duck back, kind of checking out what's going on down. Okay. Should, should I try diplomacy? Yes. Oh, well, you are the silver-tongued one of the party, so go for it. Uh Hello there, creatures. Uh, my name is J.R. Lockwood. This is Meredius and Nycron. We are just here to retrieve a sword to fend off an evil dragon. May we pass? 
like a, a light bulb that's sort of going out, it, it flares a little bit. Like you, the light emanates and goes boom, and gets a little brighter of one of them as it kind of pulses in light as if to communicate back with you. But, you know, it's very difficult to understand what that means. We mean no harm. And I'm going to resheath my sword. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens? No, nothing happens. Let's just walk. Quietly and gently, be on your guard. I don't know what these things are, but if they're not attacking us, I don't see the point in attacking them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Meredith is still worried about traps and being led into trapped areas. This is a barrow where traps would be set for treasure and oh, treasure hunters. Good point, good point. If Indiana Jones serves me well. <laughs> hmm. um, so he's just going to keep going slowly, be like with you. By checking 10 feet out with that pole. Mm-hmm. Just make a perception check for me. I should probably do passive perception. No, I shouldn't. Did you see my dice roll? I'd, lo- a- I'd love for you to do a passive no, perception. No, With a seven on my perception yeah. at plus four. Yeah, you start. Tap, 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 You're kind of moving along. along. tap, tap. Yeah. And, you know, do you guys, are you guys, is the marching order the same? So yeah, it goes, yeah. or have you moved into the front of this part, I, J- part JR? I wouldn't let him move to the front. I'd keep my shield in front of him. I'm still going to be like chatting to him going, oh, we, we will even return this sword back to its rightful place after we are done. We just need to borrow it. I'm just trying to mm. reassure these things. Will we? Hmm. Yeah. Yes, we certainly will. We just need to save. This town from evil dragons. Are these actually creatures? Or I have no idea. <laughs> the floor falls away beneath Maradius's feet. Oh, fuck. As a trapdoor, ten foot wide fucking- uh, and five foot, ten foot long and five foot wide, opens, revealing below it rusty old swords that are embedded into the floor of the pit. The tops are covered by uh, kind of wooden planks that you you think had a thin layer of earth that has just given way oh. as you fall down. Can, sorry, taking hand of danger. Can I, there? Can I take a, a acrobatics? Can I try and grab him before he falls? Uh, no. See. I had a look at this. You don't even get a dex check in Shit. this game. You just really? fall. There is no- oh. Well, unless I'm doing it wrong. You, you have something called danger sense. Yes. Uh, no, only with a danger dex check does that help. All right. It's advantage on dex checks. All right. Never mind. Yeah, it just says here, and I'm just going to quote, any creature that steps onto the pit falls into it, taking this much damage and impaling itself. This kind of trap. Yeah. This so, is what I'm talking about. This. You, you fall down and you kind of crack your weirdly on the wooden splinters, giving you one point of bludgeoning damage. Ooh. However, it's the four swords or the 1D4 swords that you could possibly land on that are going to give you tetanus. Um, three of them find your body. Oh, fuck. Taking three points for the first one, two points from the second- and one point from the third, as you lie at the bottom of a pit trap, surrounded by rusty, rusty swords, ten foot. Ten foot. It's not fun down here. I don't recommend it. Uh, are you okay? Uh, yet. Uh, Nakrin, are you able sure. to get him? Uh, it's only. Ten- are you able to climb out? Yes. He's going to use his pole extended. 
create a lever, kind of leverage himself out with the ten mm-hmm. foot pole. Yep. The with the assistance pole. of your party, it's not super hard. Great. You you pull him out, he gets out, and then you kind of look and go, "Oh shit, he should probably have gone out on the other side of the hole." Uh, <laughs> but you find yourself back in the to- in the corridor. Just a peek behind the curtain here. Guess what the perception check to find this trap was? Twenty five. Nope. Ten. Seven. Ten. Fuck. Ten. I did all the things. I did all the things right. Yeah. He got a pole out. What's your I act? gave him a plus two. <laughs> oh fucking <laughs> hell! What was your active? What was your passive perception? Passive perception, which I'd love him to use, is fourteen. Yeah, no way. but no, it's because you were actively well, searching. Actively. I gave, I gave oh, you shit. extras for Fuck the it, pole. I'm putting the pole away. I'm not checking anymore. Yeah. yeah. Meridius, you find me- I, I misspoke. Sorry, guys. When I said that it was a five by ten, it's five foot square, ten foot deep. Okay, so it's not uh, ten foot long. Right, so okay. it is re- literally in the five foot square before the opening of the room, and you right. can see, see the light sort of teeter a little bit, as if they're laughing at you. They yes. they flicker and they teeter a little bit, um, as and they sort of retreat around the corner. A Would little. you like me to heal you? No, let's leave it until I'm a little bit more. You sure? I I could- Okay. Now's not the time. Those things need to get fucked up. (laughs) Okay, no worries. Um. Interesting thing happens. Meradius says those things need to get fucked up. And you see the light palpably change in the corridor in the room. No, no, fuck. It dims a little. (laughs) Oh, shit. It changes its tone to more of an angry, aggressive tone. And one of the light creatures moves out in- a very lighting, <laughs> aggressive manner. I'm not sure what a, a light looks like, but it looks aggressive. Initiatives, please. Oh. Sorry, dudes. My flippancy has caused us problems, I see. All right. Moradius, what did you get for your initiative? 13. What about you, Nikron? Uh, 11. What about you, JR? Nine. Oh, Okay. Meradius, you see these creatures, like you said, oh, I'm going to fuck them up, and looked, and you got, oh, shit, they, oh, I think they heard me, kind of thing. I didn't mean it. I, yeah. was, I was just joking. There is a five-foot space between you and them. What I was hoping was to make you one person, one creature lighter. <laughs> no? Uh, he's going to compact his pole and pull out his battle axe. Not his great Ooh. axe, but his battle axe, because he's wielding a shield, mm-hmm. trying to protect the guys behind him. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Nikron, you're next. Uh, I'm going to delay. I, I think I'm going to see how this goes with Moradius trying to axe two small lights. Yep. Axe him a question. Uh, JR? Um, he didn't- can, I'm going to try and make a persuasion check and try and calm everyone down. I'm going to be like, he didn't mean it. He was a bit upset because he fell over and hurt himself and he thought, you might have set the trap. We don't need to come to blows. Would you like me to play you a ditty or, or tell you a joke? Do you want me to do a persuasion? Yep. 20. Dirty 20. Not enough. Ooh. Not enough. As they're already angry, they've already- There's there's a moment there. Now, I had a number in my head that you had to beat, but it was- 21. Uh, it was it was around changing an already <laughs> aggressive perception. It was uh, it was 20 Meradius. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are you going to do? Like, you tried the persuasion. Anything else are you going to do with your remaining actions of this turn? Yeah, I'll do a vicious mockery at one of them. Okay. Yeah, you can only see one. Only one oh, has only poked one. out. You see the others sort of, if anything, have sort of retreated in the back and you see How more lights in the back. Three. Three. Uh, you you must not be very bright because you're a bit dim. We'll save. 
Okay. Um, that is a wisdom save of 10. Fail. Two points of psychic damage and disadvantage on their attack. Okay. Two points of piss kick damage um, coming into the- Piss kick. Yeah. Nice. Um, the creature has its turn. So I don't know if you want to come out of your delay or anything at this point in time as it moves, just floats a little bit closer uh, to Meradius, who is in the lead here. And it floats over the pit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't think I do. I want to see what this thing does first. Mm-hmm. You can see some type of uh, bright light emanating as a crackle around it. A lightning seems to go and it's not exactly lightning, but there is a magical shock wave of, of light and shocking kind of uh, energy that springs forth from it, almost like touching, you know, those little lamps, the, the round globes oh, yeah, that you yeah, touch yeah. and the electricity comes. Yeah. It's almost like that that's pointed straight at Meradius at this point in time. And with disadvantage, that is going to be a 10 to hit you. It doesn't hit. Okay. And this creature uh, is right in front of you, uh, trying to zap you, and as an electrical charge or a discharge uh, seems to zap straight around you. The back of your hair sort of stand on ed- edge, giving- um, I don't think these are friendly. It's no. just tried to attack me. No. Nikron, unless you want to go, Meradius, round two. Uh, sorry, hang on. So it's five foot in front of him? Yes. And over the pit? Yes. Um, if I wanted to get past it, I've got to go over the pit myself. I mean, do I get a- You, you get have to go over the, pit, uh, over the pit and remember that the, the, it's this, these tunnels are not tall. They're about eight foot tall. So it's not a huge amount of space to go through. It's quite oh, cramped. All right. So I'll, I'll firebolt this thing. Okay. Uh, does a 21 hit? The 21 definitely does hit. That's uh, 14 points of damage. Fuck. Your firebolt splats <laughs> into it, and it kind of hits a lightish, a light barrier around oh, it, dissipates, okay. oh. and you feel like nothing really happened. It no, like flared up. You didn't see any signs of discernible damage or right. diminishing of light or anything like that. You, you feel like none of that got through. Do I? Okay. Because it's oh, of its nature of a fire or- we're level five, right? Correct. Yes. I should have done 2d4 damage instead of one. Oh, you're a bit of disappointment, Lindsay. 14 on the fire. trip. Shut up. <laughs> I would like to recant what I just said after okay. reading a rule. Okay. The flame hits it. Hang on. Hey, Luke, bar- rules are things that come in books, so they <laughs> detail the which system in- with which you play a game. <laughs> a barrier. Does deflect some of it, but the damage is lessened. How much damage was oh, that? 14. 14. You don't feel that all of that 14 came okay. through. How much do I feel went through? Not all of it. <laughs> some of it? Most, Most of, of it. it. <laughs> A portion? Fuck all. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so that is Nikron is now going at the top of the round. That brings us to Meradius. Meradius likes to think of Nikron going at the bottom of the round because um, he's going at the top of the round mm-hmm. and he's going to try and hit it with his battle axe. Mm-hmm. Not um, thinking too much is going to come up this, but 18 to hit. 18 is not. 
going to strike this creature. It's little balling Fuck. white, kind of zips out of the way. Uh, as He's you slowly are, getting mad. He's yeah, getting angry. It's it's using your momentum against you because you're on the edge of a pit. <sighs> it's kind of, you know, you can't, can't get a good purchase on against that. You kind of put your foot against the, the wall to try and go and it, it ducks out of the side. J.R. Lockwood, what are you going to do? Vicious mockery again. Okay. I'm going to be like, um, your mum is so fat she's darkness. Nine this time. Fail. So now I've remembered I'm level five, so I get to do 2d4 psychic damage. Okay. Four points of psychic damage and just advantage on the next. Okay. Four points of psychic damage. Interesting. Um, That brings it to its go. Again, Maradis, you're the only target that's right in front of it. Mm. Um, And again, you see (laughs) the shocking uh, start coming out and disadvantage. I rolled exactly the same both times, which is 11. 11 doesn't hit. No. No, it doesn't. And it kind of, uh, it kind of, no, there is no five foot step in this game, is there? No. No. So it just stays where it is. It can't disengage without giving you an opportunity attack. I believe that's rules, right, guys? How wide is this tunnel? That yeah. Five foot. Five foot, eight foot. Well, tall. I know AOO is the only time you get. Provoke an AO with spells is if it's- No, it wants it- to move back. All right. So it's a movement out of square. So it would have to spend its round doing that without doing that. There's no five foot stepping. All right. Maradius. Oh, no, sorry. Nikron. Am I able to- I can't occupy the same square foot. No, you can't. Square foot easy. No. I need you to come back. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> Righty, a step back. JR's right delay. behind me, right? Mm-hmm. JR's right behind me. Oh, I thought I was right behind you. No, that's right. JR's right behind you. Damn it. He won't leave JR exposed to the edge of this pit. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. JR, if you step back, I can do as Nikron asks. Righto. All right. Maradis, you'll go. Maradis is going to remember he's got two attacks this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and use them both okay. to try and hit it. The first right. attack- So you're using all of your spe- daily special abilities to get these two attacks that aren't going to hit? <laughs> he's going to get into one level of exhaustion death. <laughs> okay. No, it's a, yeah, just two right. attacks. Just two attacks. Uh, 21 to hit on the battle axe. That very much is going to ring true against this ball of lat I thought that was never going to hit. Uh, for five points of damage. Mm-hmm. You hit the light. It kind of is a spongy, like while you smack it, the light has a corporeal, incorporeal sense oh. of, of of sponginess. Describe the weapon that you're using. It's, it's a battle axe. So it's one-handed axe. Not his preferred weapon, but he's going to shield out. So, mm-hmm. And how much damage do you do? It, it did. The amount of damage I mentioned earlier that I can't recall what it was because I've put the dice away. Um, I want to say four or five, maybe. It was I a thought it was six. Two. I've got a. I feel like it was six. Let's say six. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Da- Fuck. I'll, yep. Yep. So you feel like not all of that damage went through. <laughs> okay. Thanks, okay. mate. Again. Did some of it go through there? Yeah, you do feel like a little bit of oh. it went through, but not definitely not all of it. Second attack. Second attack is going to be a grapple attack. He's going to try and reach out and grab it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's an opposed check, Justin. Mm-hmm. Athletics versus dexterity acrobatics, if you've got it. Okay. So you reach out. 20. To grab this. This is the first time I'm going to give you this moment. 
Make me a dexterity check. Uh, oh, do I get my advantage because of danger sense? <laughs> you certainly do. As you reach out to grab it and your hand passes straight through its, oh, its incorporeal shit. body or its ephemeral incorporeal body, and you have a chance of losing your balance and falling back onto uh, some rusty swords. Oh, fuck. Um, all right. Well, dex check, you say. 17? Very much. So you kind of, once again, you use the sides to kind of brace yourself. Your axe kind of slices up and catches some dirt to keep you there. But your your grasp of the, uh, of the creature, it just sort of um, passes Disappear. straight through its body. How did the axe hit it? My, my hand could not. These things are confusing me. Have I fallen half down the uh, pit? Am um, I hanging on the no, pit? No, no, no. You're just on the edge of the okay. pit. You didn't. You have no negative. Like mechanically, there is no negative no there okay. for you. You saved yourself. All right. Um, that gets us to do. Do that's Moradius Nikron. You've already had your go. J.R. Lockwood. Vicious mockery again. Mm-hmm. Um, light travels faster than sound, which is why I thought you were brighter until you decided to speak. Fourteen. Four points of psychic damage and disadvantage on next attack. And I move back 25 feet. Okay. And I'm all out of light jokes. I'm all out of light. I have to come up with some ball jokes. Shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> Did I tell you about my son who went to McDonald's today? I said, oh, here we are. We're at Mackie D's. And he popped up Mackie D's nuts. <laughs> Very proud of that child. Um, as soon as your vicious mockery kind of uh, a single tear. Of light <laughs> wells in the in the like a floating eyeball and dribbles off. And as the light uh, tear falls, the light is extinguished and the room is plunged into darkness. Except the torch I'm still holding, flickering in the rear. It's <laughs> a single candle. It's a single candle. So you're way back. Yeah, there. wee willy winkies come back out to. Oh, that was almost sad. Yeah. Oh, kind of feel bad. Yeah, all the lights have disappeared, so there's not- the three of them are gone. Maradius, if we see them again, please don't insult them. I didn't think I was insulting them at that time, but yes, of yes, course. Yes, I, I mean, obviously they're very sensitive. I mean, I didn't think I'd make it cry itself to death, but here we are. Well, Do you need a hand getting out of that pit? No, I, I'm- I'm-, I'm, I'm it's not Fine. Yeah. Oh, good. He's going to get Nikron to do it. <laughs> um, Ready? He's going to jump the pit. Mm-hmm. Just make an acrobatics oh, check. No. Oh. Okay. This is an easy one, Brett. Is it? It, it is an easy one. Look, acrobatics is dexterity based. It's strength. Or no, is it you athletics? Can make a, athletics. Athletics. Sorry. Oh, well, that's strength. my jam, mate. Yeah, that's strength. plus five. Okay. I have a plus five on this. Six. <laughs> 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 so have, as you any, have any swords? <laughs> as you strike the wood once more, you take oh, fuck, five points of bludgeoning damage as you seem to have found the uh, the one twirl of uh, of wood that that is going to hurt you, and you this time land not only on the original three swords. But on one extra, all four. Oh, get them all this time. Didn't Don't they, worry. Didn't one was there. Out of 1d4, I rolled four. Excellent. So first damage, four. Oh. Second damage, three. Let's see if I can do it. 
three. So that's seven, ten, twelve points of slashing damage from the swords that again impale you. You feel your jaw starting to tighten and you're help me. Fucking swords, Jeff. Last time I didn't collect all the swords. This time I've done a proper job of it. Now if you want to jump across, it's the time now because I have effectively covered these swords from doing anyone else some damage. I was just going to see if Nikon would fly me across after seeing that. Oh, I'm going to throw you. I don't got the room to fly myself across. I'm going to oh. do a feathered jump, which I'm hoping will give me advantage. Mm-hmm. So can I, I throw him first? Are you going to throw him oh. or is he going to jump? Is it athletics like, or acrobatics? Uh, the real question here is what kind of strength are you rocking, Nikron? Oh, all the, all the best types of strength. Like with um, your hollow bird bones. If it's acrobatics, no, no. I'll Constant. take it. Um, Emotional It's strength. an athletics check. I don't want to do athletics. It's five feet, right? Yeah. I'll it's five foot. I'll, I'll take a jump. Shut take a ten. Fuck. Can you take a ten? Hmm? Can you take a ten with it? You can't take ten. This is Pathfinder. What? You can, can only take ten, ten if you've got a clockwork amulet. Yeah, I was going to say, we literally were talking about take tens not ten minutes ago. I'm not even going to bardic inspiration myself. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go and for that, it. And you that. can't fall on a sword. I'm on them all. Dumb ways to die. 17. Oh, fucking hell. Sure. The very nimble halfling jumps straight over to the pit, lands on the other side, I see torch it's not, in hand. So I gonna, see it's not an underwear day. I'll jump across. You don't even I, have to. You, okay, can, okay. you can just glide straight across. I have someone across. else's. You are, you are easy. I so Nikron, Nikron gets straight across, over. and I assume that you guys pull Meradius up into, uh, no, no, into no, the right. room <laughs> again. Weirdly, he's also covered in feces. Would you like to be here now? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and that, you find- That was a definite ouchie. While you're being healed, you find yourself in a weird kind of room. It looks like at some point this this room had been carved out. Um, and you can see the accoutrements of like horseshoes. Uh, and, and in the corner, you see like a little alcove that looks like it's got bones inside it. Oh. And next to the bones, you can see the remains or almost entwined with them, the remains of leather um, and some buckles and some other things that, that you, even from where you are, just make me a perception check, actually. Um, 11 points of healing from Cure Wounds. Oh, that's nice. That's very good. Thank you. That's nice. Look, he's actually healing. Let's get into one battle. I got no more healing left. Yeah, just make a perception check. Yeah, Nikron got 11. 11? Meradius is not going to make a perception check. He's passively going to look around. (laughs) Nonchalant. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not really looking. Not trying to look. Yeah. Do you want me to do that too? Yes, please. Healing and perceiving. Uh, Perception. 21. Amongst the leather that seems to have rotted, you can see some metal clasps and things that almost look like a saddle was once here. Oh. Oh. Oh, I said it was. I've been to places like this. Oh. Yeah. So there's a, this is in a in a very southernmost alcove of this uh, of this room. You can also see there's an alcove to the east um, from where you are. So as d- d- where you're standing directly to your left, there's an alcove that goes that way as well. Have you still tech magic up? Or is uh, that gone? It depends. No, because I've cast other stuff next. Right. It requires concentration. I don't think we've elapsed more than ten minutes now. Anyway, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Let's keep using the pole as effective as it is to check for more of those pits. Yep, no worries. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want some in, some inspiration? 
Are um, you okay or, do you, well, you know? Well, uh, I could you- give you a rousing speech if you want, but I just, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm, it's just those creatures are in, um, if ineffective oh, yeah, well, in without battle. Without even being as a super fighter. rousing. I do believe in you, Maradius. Thank you. Thank if we you. get this sword, you could save this whole town. Could I? Oh. It's, oh, thank you. I mean, it's not like me or Nikron could wield. I mean, I probably could, but I probably would not be as good as you. <laughs> Come on, then. Five foot at a time. All right. So which way are you going? Are you going down to the southern alcove where the bones are to investigate that, or are you going to the to the eastern alcove? To the saddle. So to the saddle, yes. You're going straight to the saddle? Yeah. All right. Maradis, as you move to the saddle, you get within about five foot, and you can see the bones on the ground start to- Start to mild, move, knit themselves together as the, the bones, almost like a magnet, form a giant skeletal horse. The saddle itself is, even though it's on tatters, forms a saddle on the back of the horse. And the horse kind of looks at you um, in its undead, bone-like way, yet it nussles. I pulled a sugar cube. Oh. Against your shoulder. As a horse would, and it kind of neighs on the ground, like you know that that kind of oh, who's a good boy on the ground. It kind of looks at you as if as if craving some attention. What a good horse! Who's a good boy? Marty's is going to let Jr. step in and do what Jr. does, which is be nice to things. I'm going to pull a sugar cube from my bag because mm-hmm. you know, even on the road, Jr. doesn't have just normal tea. Mm-hmm. Who's your good horse? Mm-hmm. Do you want an animal handling? Or- yeah, you can give me an animal handling check. Ten. Which is enough. It's, it seems to be quite friendly. It kind of tries to eat the eat the sugar out of your hand. It kind of <laughs> just crunches it and it falls straight out of its uh, bony skeletal uh, But the saddle's remains. still on its back. The, sca- the saddle is still on its back as if, <sighs> as if it could be ridden. This might make, this will make- JR equal- we could travel a lot faster now. Trying to help me up? Yes. I kind of feel like- um, Is there anything in the saddle? Anything in the- No, it's just a saddle it's to ride on, right? not saddle bags. Saddle bags yeah. Being that I've only just um, read it and JR was around long before this, I kind of realised JR is very much like Two Flower from the Rincewind books in <laughs> the Discworld, like the first ever tourist. <laughs> Not afraid of everything, just- So, yeah, I'm going to get Meradius to help me up into the saddle. Yep. As you're doing that, Nikron, you notice there's, there's a small plaque from where the bones of the uh, of the horse were. Okay. You can- Kind of go and have a look at the look. Yep, you kind of go, and, and in, a, in an ancient tongue um, that you recognise as ye old common, um, <laughs> you read a plaque that says, here lies Scofflin. Scofflin. A true a beast could never be found. Scofflin. Is that your name? Is that your name, Scofflin? And it kind of rears up a little, you know, and kind of bristles with with that. Apparently it it was a fat horse. It was a beast. No, no, he always (laughs) sings like that. He's just a little horse. Um, Yeah, and essentially, just just so that you've got here – this steed has the statistics of a riding horse, except that it's undead. And 
it will act just like a horse. <laughs> you cool. now have yourself an undead riding horse. That's pretty cool. Job done. Let's leave. <laughs> this is awesome. Best thing I've ever, best magic thing I've ever gotten. Yeah. I don't, know how the, I don't know how the fuck you're going to get it out of here. It's not magic. I'm fine. Two away. foot step. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how they got it in. I certainly don't know how they expect One you to get it out. At a time. Yeah, that's right. So, that's what she there. said. Yeah. And then you have another well, alcove that goes to the east. Oh, well, it's, it's just in. Yes. Yeah. It does um, plus five to hit. So do I. 2d4 plus three bludgeoning damage. 1d8 plus two. I know, I'm just saying, for a horse. Yeah, <laughs> for a horse, it's got the same to hit as me, and it's got say. two to eight, not one to eight, yeah. plus three, not plus two. It's so good. So good, this game. I can read. Well, I now get to walk 60 feet. Oh, fucking, I'm the slowest again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marius is going to check out, stomp down that eastern tunnel. Well, we're all coming, I guess. You go down to the tunnel and you see at the end of it, not again, it looks like there's some type Sorry, of urban, checking for urban collapse yep. in this and a smaller, very, very tight, two foot wide kind of narrow tunnel you could crawl through almost extends from here amongst the earthen collapse. How far back does it go? Two feet. Uh, no, it's two feet wide. Like, essentially, it's a two feet kind oh. of tube that you could crawl through. It seems to go as far as your light can. Morandi says no you. problem with an enclosed space like that. Nycrin, you're coming. And then he Lakeman's, crawls through yeah. the, uh, starts spelunking, I think is mm-hmm. the word. I hop Twitching. off Scofflin. I'm like, Scofflin, you stay here and I will be right back. Mm-hmm. Unless he can follow me by like. Mm-mm. There's nothing in here, and I, d- I did double check this. There is nothing in here, and nor do I want to give it to you that you can take this skeletal horse apart <laughs> and then put it back together again. That would be ridiculous. You said it was like magnets. I really, that would I, be I really awesome. want that. You know what? Fuck it. You can pull a bone out of this fucker. <laughs> you can put the bones in a bag, and you can call the horse to you. If it dies, it dies, just like an undead horse. Would because it won't go to negative zero. Like that, there is a point where an undead thing creature will become redeaded. <laughs> but if you put the bones in a bag, fuck it. I will let you move this fucker around. This is, Thank this, you, Justin. This is the celestial lion take two. Constantine <laughs> horse, I think, is what we're calling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for all the people out there, I instantly regret this. Thank you, Justin. I, I, I oh, most that makes it, it worse yeah. when he says thank you like that, and he's nice to me. It, the, the, I just know that he's going to use it for the worst possible fucking thing that I can I just love possibly how the, the accordion horse. Yeah, yeah. I just love how many useless items I have. I have a yeah, cloak that just billows dramatically. going to run past and just fucking sleep he's strike. going to push the bones through a locked door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah here we go. Shove it up the dragon's nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> Rancor style. Size of a horse. <laughs> Yeah, and you start um, and you start crawling through a two foot wide tunnel that Nikron should be absolutely ecstatic about getting through. Brett, can you make a perception check for me? Is it passive? No. Oh. Fifteen. Ouch, I banged my head. Yes, Your it's a small tunnel. As you are probing forwards oh, with yeah. the pole, yeah. hits some type of plate or metal oh. or something. yeah. Don't think it's a good thing. Oh. Another trap. You think so? Oh. Mm. 
Um, I can check it out, but I'm not very good at checking them out. Do you want to have a look? Uh, yes. We might all need to back up. Back it up, back it up, back it up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'll go through because I don't really – I basically just need to duck a little bit. Yeah, tie this rope around you in case I need to pull you out at some point. Yes, I just need to duck a little bit. So uh, I'll go have a look with my torch. Yep. So you start moving through. Just make a perception check to see if you can find it. It's just there. 14. That's enough to find a pressure plate in the middle of the tunnel. Hmm. Okay. Push it. Push it good. Hmm. It's almost like it unlocks some kind of uh, gate in a different area (laughs) of the uh, complex. I'm trying to figure out a way I can do this without- um... Do you have some type of ability to, to rogue this up? No. I could throw a rock at it. To disarm traps, perhaps? I don't think so. Let me check. No. Mm-hmm. So what's your plan of action here? Um, I'm going to back up a bit. Uh-huh. I'm going to throw a rock at it. You're going to throw a rock at it, like a heavy rock? Yep. So you're going to trigger it? Yep. Okay. A couple of things happen. Oh, but- He's throwing cool. Moradius. Moradius yeah. is like, oh, hey. oh. The first thing you hear Moradius is Moradius go, oh, hey. Then you hear a click, kunk, and then a rumble. As the entire passageway collapses with J.R. Lockwood trapped inside. As a basic, basic rule, what we have here is the good part. I'll give you the good part first. You have total concealment. (laughs) Plus prone. The second part is that you are buried, you are blinded, and you are restrained. At this point, you begin suffocating. And we'll find out oh. how that resolves itself next time we play. I get the horse out. Push the bone oh. through to win. Yeah. yeah. We can magic missile him and put him out of his misery. I think he's going to get out of his misery anytime soon. <laughs> he's going to the glue factory. Oh. I love your scuffles.